You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So <clears throat> let's talk today about free agency in the MLB offseason, which opened up about 12 hours ago. And the Royals are expected to have a very quiet offseason. And, you know, you can't really blame them for that as they're just still trying to finish up this rebuild before they try to make some sort of uh, contention plan in the next two or three years. But this offseason, I think, will be a quiet one around baseball. Jeff Passan says, don't expect a flurry of moves to happen. This will be a slow, slow turning offseason for baseball. Not the best for a daily baseball podcast, but hey, uh, that's what we've gotten. Kansas City has seen a few moves go down. Uh, They are going to lose Mike Montgomery uh, to free agency and Kevin McCarthy to free agency. I was always a believer in Kevin McCarthy, uh, but that's just the way it goes. He opted out to free agency. Not sure what he's hoping to to get, uh, you know, what kind of role he's looking for. The money, I think, is no big deal. It's it's comparable. You know, it's going to be comparable anywhere. He's he's only going to get an infinite amount of money uh, in the grand scheme of things. But maybe he views there's an organization out there that will not send him to AAA the way the way that Kansas City has um, throughout this entire his entire career, and will give him more of a big league shot. That's what he's hoping for. I think that the left-hander still has a ton of potential, um, but he will opt out the free agency. We'll see where he can go from there. Obviously, not going to be a marquee signing for anyone, but I think that you know you fast forward a year from now. I think that Kevin McCarthy could be a, an under-the-radar signing that comes up big for a contending team in their bullpen, as you always see pitcher injuries, and you always see things happen there. Mike Montgomery opting out is no surprise. Montgomery is the right-handed pitcher. I'm sorry about that. McCarthy, of course, the right-handed pitcher. But Montgomery is an older pitcher. He was terrible this year. No surprise he opts out, because if you're going to be terrible and you're going to have to have a prove-it year, you might as well have a prove-it year on a contender who is going to be looking again for a back-end starter. Every single team needs a back-end starter all the time because no matter what you think your pitching staff looks like, you will not make an entire season with the same pitching staff, with the same starting five. Uh, and and, McCarthy, and uh, Montgomery can fit in pretty well on somebody's staff. I think the, that Montgomery is a player uh, that teams will look at and say, you know, he's he's had some, some flashy moments in the big leagues. Maybe we get him in here, and he becomes a good number five starter, and they take a chance on him. So those two guys opt out. Not Those don't really care about that for the future of Kansas City. I mean, I, I just really can't get myself to care that they opted out. I would have liked McCarthy back because I think that McCarthy does have some upside still left in him. But quickly after, the Royals did claim a right-handed pitcher, Carlos uh, Cenebrea, from the Houston Astros, and he is a 23-year-old who made his MLB debut this season, and he was once uh, on the top 30 prospects for the Houston Astros. Now, that's not a big accomplishment. Uh, The Astros have a 
terrible farm system because they're so good at the big league level right now. Uh, but still, he was a top 30 prospect for a different organization, and you claimed him for nothing on the waiver wire. Uh, he's six foot three. He's from Venezuela. Uh, again, he was one of the 30 best, one of the 30 best prospects for the Houston Astros. So that's good. Uh, a four pitch mix for him. He has a great fastball. He has a nice changeup, nice slider. He even has a little curve he can throw at you every now and again. Not sure how effective his curveball is, but still, the fastball is the moneymaker there. Uh, you know, mid mid nineties, which with a twenty three year old, you always expect that they're going to improve with the data we have nowadays and the ability to really improve your velocity nowadays. You always expect for a twenty three year old who's already throwing that fast that there's still some upside there to put him with a new pitching coach and with new mechanics and new technology and pressure points and spin rates and things like that, that he can even throw even harder down the road. Nice pickup. You take that for a team like this in Kansas City that is going to still be in that rebuild phase and still trying to figure things out for the future, you take a free 23-year-old. He is free. They're just giving him away on the waiver wire, and he was once their top 30 prospect. You know, Again, this year, he was in their top 30 list for their prospects. And again, that's not like being a top 30 prospect for the Rays or for the Padres or whatever, but still, it's a top 30 prospect, and you just got one for doing absolutely nothing. So that really supplements the loss of Kevin McCarthy to free agency. And so what will this free agent period look like around baseball? And for Kansas City, it's going to be really curious. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you about a good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off that next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off that next order. My favorite thing about Built Bar is that they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're great. For the health-conscious person losing or retaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat, the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. They have six brand-new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on Built Bars today because they are just phenomenal. My favorite Built Bar is the banana bread option. So get yourself some Built Bars today. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off that next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off that next order with a free cooler with every purchase while supplies last. So be sure to go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off that next order. And so we're back on the LOCKEDON Royals podcast, a part of the LOCKEDON podcast network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. And so I want to dive into what this offseason could look like around baseball uh, and really look into the free agency list, the top 50 list, and see where Kansas City can stack up. Obviously, the top 50 guys are not going to be in Kansas City's wheelhouse, but you do have Trevor Bauer in this free agency class, and everyone needs another pitcher, and he was electric. In this 60-game season, you have JT Realmuto, a great catcher, and that could impact Kansas City because there's only so many teams looking for a catcher. And if you want to move on from Perez after a good season, uh, I get it. He had COVID that shortened up his first half of the season. He had the eye issue in the middle of the season. So it was a, very, it was a condensed 60-game season in general. And then for him, it was even more condensed because of the injuries and because of COVID. Uh, but when he did play, he was awesome this season. So what a Perez was. And so his value and his trade value – 
will never be higher than it is right now as he's turning on the wrong side of 30 and you're losing uh, control over him in the future. And if you want to make that move and trade away a fan favorite, there's only so many teams that are going to want to give up a King's Ransom for a, for a catcher and JT Ramuto can take away one of those teams. And, and so we'll see where that market falls out for JT Ramuto. George Springer, of course, is on this list. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Astros do with him. Marcelo Zuna is there as well. DJ LeMahieu, who I don't think anyone expects back in with, with the Yankees, which would be a devastating blow for their, their lineup. I mean, he's a really, really good hitter. Marcus Stroman, I believe, got the qualifying offer from the Mets. So it does create... Um, more of an incentive for him to go back to the Mets because the teams around the league might knock down what they're going to give him, not only to coming off that injury, uh, but also, uh, you know, you'd have to give up a first round pick to, to, to sign him uh, with that qualifying offer. So that would be interesting to, to monitor that situation just in general for baseball, obviously no impact for Kansas city They're They don't really have a chance to sign him and they don't really need to sign starting pitchers. Um, but still, that's something to watch for just as a general baseball fan. Didi Gregorius is, is a free agent again. Only signed that one year in Philadelphia last year, so he's back on the market. Um, you, you still have Tanaka. I think he'll go back to the Yankees, I would assume, but I, I don't know that for sure. Jacob Rizzi is on the market. Liam Hendricks, an all-star reliever. I, I, w- I would like to see what he could do. And, and you look at Kansas City, they have an amazing bullpen. The, the A's lose Hendricks. Could they be in the market for pilfering one of your bullpen arms as they try to continue to contend. Uh, to me, I'm not sure who anyone would want because you'd want Josh Stomont, but Kansas City should never give up Josh Stomont this offseason. So you take him off the table, and what's really left out there? I mean, there was a bunch of good guys. Do you want Scott Barlow? I don't, I don't think anyone wants Scott Barlow. So uh, I'm not sure how the bullpen will shape up, but I don't think anyone will be moved from that amazing bullpen that Kansas City had this year. And I do expect Greg Holland uh, to return to Kansas City this season. Uh, Justin Turner is a free agent after the fiasco at the end of the World Series. I would expect he goes back to uh, the Dodgers. And then you have James McCann, Marcus Simeon, uh, Andrelton Simmons, a, a great fielding shortstop, but I, I don't really know how in love teams will be with his bat. Jock Peterson. I think Jock Peterson could be a surprise signing that with a change of scenery, getting out of L.A., he could be a powerful bat to add to your lineup that actually truly makes a difference for you uh, that you can get relatively cheap for the amount of impact he'll make um, on on your team. Jose Quintana, I I am not giving up on Jose Quintana. I think that he's a very, very good starter, and so it'd be interesting to see who goes after him. Nelson Cruz. I don't know anyone who's predicting Nelson Cruz to actually move on from Minnesota, so sadly... The the Royals killer, Nelson Cruz, will be back. Jackie Bradley Jr. It doesn't seem like he'll be back in Boston, so that's going to be an interesting name to watch. Uh, James Paxton, not going back to the Yankees. Um, so that will be another name, but he wasn't that good, so I don't know if anyone really cares about that. Uh, you know, the, the, the rest of these don't really matter for Kansas City. Garrett Richel, Richards, Colton Wong, getting him out of the Central Region, which you hopefully won't have to just only play the Central Region next year. But Trevor Rosenthal is a free agent who, of course, you shipped to the Padres for, I think, one of the best acquisitions made this trade deadline whenever you got Edward Olivieras, who I think is a cornerstone of the Royals' future outfield for an expiring contract of Trevor Rosenthal, who really was amazing for you in Kansas City, and then went on and helped out that Padres bullpen in the postseason. Uh, so I think he still has a couple years left, though. I think that Rosenthal has a couple good baseball years left in him. So you can get a, a, a marquee bullpen 
arm this free agency. Uh, Trevor May leaving the Twins, that impacts Kansas City a bit. Jessica's within the division. Uh, and, and then you just continue going down this. Corey Kluber would be that reclamation one-year project that Kansas City loves so much. But the, the name value of Corey Kluber still is too high for Kansas City. And I don't mean that as an indictment of this new ownership group. I just mean that I think him personally, he's not at that stage in his career yet where he's just taking the one-year deal no matter who it's from, right? Like Lucas Duda, he took the one-year deal in Kansas City because he didn't give a damn if it was from Kansas City or who it was from. He just wanted to be back in the big leagues, and he wanted to prove that he can play in the big leagues. Obviously, that didn't work out too well for him. But still, Lucas Duda was at that point in his career where he didn't care about winning anymore. He cared about staying in the show. I think Corey Kluber feels like he still has a future within baseball, and if this one-year deal doesn't work out on a contending team, then he will then fall back to, okay, let's go to a losing team and try this all over again because they'll still want me for my name value. So I think that Corey Kluber signs a one-year deal, tries to kind of reform his career after injuries, and I don't think it'll be in Kansas City, though, or for a losing team. I think it is for a very good team and some and, and a team that's trying to use him as a flyer acquisition to get them over the top. Yadier Molina, I think, is interesting for Kansas City uh, just because you've watched him his entire career. In St. Louis, uh, from afar, within this rivalry, I wonder if he'll actually leave the Cardinals. Personally, I just don't think it happens. I think he's a Cardinal lifer, lifer and, the two, and the two sides will do whatever it takes to find a way back and find a way together. Now, what I thought was the most interesting from a baseball sense is Charlie Morton. The Rays declined his option. He is a free agent after how well he's pitched this in, in every postseason since going back to his Astros days. Astros postseasons, he was electric. Rays postseasons, he was electric. If I'm a team that is borderline a playoff team or in firmly in the postseason, I would take a one- or two-year deal on him, give him any amount of money he wants to have, and just let him coast in the postseason and deliver those clutch games that he has before. Jerkson, pro far, fine. I mean, maybe if you just really want to try to make a push for this in Kansas City and you don't think Nicky Lopez is worth um, giving more time to grow, which I do. I'm a big Nicky Lopez fan and a big Nicky Lopez believer, so I wouldn't like this move. But Jerkson, pro far, that's an obtainable name for you within the top 50. Adam Wainwright, again, I think he goes back to the Cardinals and they keep that kind of old core together. Robbie Ray, no impact on Kansas City. Um, still, Carlos Santana leaving Cleveland would be good for Kansas City because it just weakens that that Indians lineup and he's been he's had his option decline. He's going to free agency. And so Mike Miner, former Royals legend, don't think you'll bring him back. J.A. Happ, uh, Kirby Yates. Yeah, none, none of these names at the end. Greg Holland again is the one in the top 50 that impacts you the most because you could re-sign him. And it's like I said last week, it comes down to what is Holland value at this point. Does he want to have a couple more seasons in the show where he's the guy and he's a fan favorite and he's with this organization that loves him in Kansas City? Or did he take that rebound year in Kansas City, show baseball he can still pitch at a high level, and now he wants to go win again and go to a contending team for a year or two. What's his value like? Because, you know, he can return to Kansas City again and, and play two more years in Kansas City 
uh, you know, three more years in Kansas City, one more year in Kansas City, and, and kind of bump up those games played for Kansas City, bump up those saves in Kansas City, and, and really become a Royals lifer type player, even though he's played pl- uh, other places, kind of be truly remembered as a Royal, which I think he will be anyway. Uh, but Or he can go to, you know, say a, a borderline playoff team and try to make a push there in their bullpen. Uh, and I think that for him, you do have more security in Kansas City because even if that was a fluke year this year in a 60-game season – and you revert back and you're a bad pitcher again next year, eh, Kansas City's still going to trot you out there. I mean, they're still going to keep you in the big leagues because you're going to sell tickets a little bit, and, and you're going to be a, rec- a recognizable name from five years ago when the team was good, and you're going to be someone that they can trot out there as a dog and pony show type player while they're still trying to develop the next wave of guys who fans can really get attached to and come to know and come to love other than that, that's that's your top 50 list, really. Nothing jumps out at you. Uh, Chris Archer will be an interesting name to watch. The Pirates declined his option, so he will be a free agent. And he's had that injury history. Uh, he's kind of been up and down in terms of his own talent level. So we'll, we'll just see where, where Chris Archer falls, because I think that he'll take one of those one- to two-year with a vesting option, prove-it deals to prove that he can still be what he was in Tampa and that Pittsburgh was just a bad fit for him, and, and go from there. So I think that Chris Archer's sweepstakes will be fun to watch, but again, none of these are going to happen relatively soon, so it just kind of makes you want to draw out as much content that you can. Tomorrow, we can talk about some trades. I mean, should you trade Witch? Should you trade Perez? Should you trade Solaire? And so on and so forth, and talk about what the future of this team is really like. I mean, as I said before, this offseason is an interesting one because you can continue to embrace the rebuild and, and continue to trade all these guys, or you can say, let's start to turn the corner. Let's start to be competitive. Let's bring in a flyer guy to try to win, and let's move from a strictly youth movement to a we're going to try to be the last place team in the postseason in, an, in what should be an expanded postseason format. You would expect that to grow so you have more of a chance to sneak in. We're going to try to be that sneaky team that gets their way into the postseason by playing hot baseball at the right time, and maybe they do that. So this offseason, they can go a bunch of different ways in Kansas City, and we'll try to break all that down here on this show that happens every single day. Be good, and be good to one another.